is that it starts with the strategy, but then it's about bringing and engaging others to help us along with that strategy, right? Because no nonprofit, small nonprofit is not going to change a region, right? Let's be honest about it. It takes a catalyst, though, that engages the corporations and the educational institutions and government and economic development and et cetera. And when we're all driving on that same mission, then we really have the ability to transform the region. If you have an idea of a problem you want to solve and you think you can solve that through technology, that's all you need, right? We'll help you from there. And I think that's a different mindset and mentality, right? Of people have lots of good ideas and there aren't, you know, barriers or prerequisites. Welcome to this week's Change Agent Podcast. My name is Nathan Lesnowski. I'm your host. I'm Concurrency's Chief Technology Officer. We have a great show today. This is the podcast where we talk about the transformation that's happening within business and in communities through technology. This is one of the most important topics happening in our generation is how technology is transforming the fabric of what we do. We've had some fantastic guests over the last several sessions. We've talked about everything from manufacturing to education, to the transformation of how we deliver services to customers, the way we organize teams and pods, the way we think about delivering online training. There's just so many topics where technology is transforming the fabric of our businesses. And we have a great topic today. Today, I have Kathy Heinrich. Kathy is here to talk about the Milwaukee Tech Hub. Milwaukee Tech Hub is an organization that's taking Milwaukee and engaging technology within the greater community to drive it as a technology center nationally and globally. She's executing transformation within businesses and communities and education, and I'm so proud to have her on the, the podcast today. So welcome, Kathy. Hey, well, uh, thank you very much. I'm really excited to talk to you about this topic. Awesome. I'm so glad you're here. So why don't we start just to get to know you a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your journey to entering into transforming the technology space within a community. What was your, how did you get there? What were the steps you went through that enabled you to enter into that space? Yeah, it's um, an interesting story. I'm actually a longtime tech executive. I ran half billion dollar businesses for IBM, et cetera. But back in about 2017, um, you know, one of the things that we were doing as an organization is we were, you know, automation was coming in, AI was coming in, and we were rapidly changing jobs. And as, you know, as many in the industry have, we were getting rid of jobs over here and trying to hire people with different skills in, in this other space. Mm -hmm. And I believe there was a better way. I believe there was a better way to transform um, with technology, with the people alongside of that. So I actually went back and got my master's in workforce and talent development, specifically focused on AI and automation and how we need to transform our people along with technology. Um, and that led to some interesting things. I had the opportunity to deeply engage in the community while I did that, um, actually volunteered for the Tech Hub. Um, and then uh, went back to IBM, and um, but later went to Accenture and helped organizations as they were going through their individual transformations, help transform people. And um, when the coalition was formed in October of 19, I brought Accenture on as one of the founding members. Um, and it just so happened 
I was asked if I would consider thinking about um, joining the coalition as the CEO. And I joined because it's such an opportunity to have impact. As you stated, mm. technology is transforming every part of our economy, of our companies, of our workforce, et cetera. And the ability to collaborate across the region to have impact on scale is really what motivated me to drive both the economic prosperity of the region, but personal prosperity of individuals as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, in, in taking on the role as CEO of the Milwaukee Tech Hub, you know, tell me about the transformation that's happening and what you've had to work through to be able to make that happen. You know, it's, it's, it's not just like engaging in one organization and thinking about how you transform the fabric of that business. It's about how do you change the mindset? How do you engage employers? How do you get people at entering into new educational disciplines they weren't before? You know, walk me through how you're, how you're looking at that problem and how you started to make progress in that problem. Yeah, you know, it's, you, it's interesting you start there because one of the initial challenges is how do you do that, right? And there had been some strategy work coming into when I came into it, but we rapidly evolved that because when you think about transformation of a region, it requires that there's demand for those jobs, those tech jobs, and at the same time, you're matching it with the right supply of individuals to fill those jobs. Yep. So we really got kind of, I'll call it clear on what we needed to do. Um, we needed um, to transform the image of the region. Um, we have 80,000 tech workers here in the Milwaukee region, 2,000 tech businesses, nobody knows it, right? And so transforming that image of the region to the one of, of really the tech region that we already are and telling that story. The second is really driving a startup community, um, which drives innovation, which drives jobs, um, but also is very attractive to talent in the tech space. And the third is around the recruitment and growth of tech companies here in the region. And then you have to match that with the appropriate supply. And we built that around K through 20 um, programs that would inspire and retain the talent here around reskilling and upskilling. And then finally, the attraction and retention of individuals. But, you know, that story is that it starts with the strategy, but then it's about bringing and engaging others to help us along with that strategy, right? Because no nonprofit, small nonprofit is not going to change a region, right? Yeah. Let's be honest about it. It takes a catalyst, though, that engages the corporations and the educational institutions and government and economic development and et cetera. And when we're all driving on that same mission, then we really have the ability to transform the region. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because this is not a unique problem. It's not like every other city in the United States isn't thinking, well, you know, how can I make technology a part of who I am and how I deliver? But it feels like Milwaukee and this particular region has a set of really interesting competitive benefits to it. Uh, could you talk a little bit about as you look to see like how you can drive the technology transformation and the movement of the Milwaukee community, how, how Milwaukee has certain unique qualities that made that unique to Milwaukee versus maybe trying to make us just another copy of Silicon Valley or Seattle or something like that. What, what's unique about Milwaukee that 
creates us as a, as a type of tech community that would draw people here versus going to some other tech community? Yeah, it's a really good question and one that I think um, as our committee structures got started, we really focused on early on is what is different about the Milwaukee region? And, I, um, you know, one of them, and this is important, is quality of life, right? I mean, how, how often can you have the big city and within 15 minutes you're in the country or on the lake? And it's like all the big city amenities are here while still having that balance as well. Um, so that's one of them. But there's lots of Midwestern cities, you know, like that. Um, cost of living is obviously another one that we really excel on with one of the very lowest costs of living in the country. Um, so combined with quality of life, that differentiates us. The third, the, and that's really about our life piece of it, but the tech piece of it's also differentiated, right? Um, so one of the things as we looked at what we're good at is we're really good at transforming essential um, industries and products here in the region and transforming those um, in the for the digital age. We understand physical products, right? And as physical meets digital, we have this advantage of being able to combine the two of them to make those, you know, to take those into the digital era in a way that's unique. And so that's also an area of differentiation. And I'd say the last thing is we're, sent, we're solving essential problems, right? As you look around the region, um, it's, it's around things like healthcare and equipment for healthcare. And we have um, an energy sector and a, and a uh, sustainability sector and health tech and fintech, et cetera, all things that are essential. And I think that we're solving those kinds of problems that you can explain to your grandma and grandpa, right? Yeah, of totally. how we're making the world better. Yeah, I, that's such a great answer because, you know, when I think about, I think about the emergence of technology at some of the coasts and a lot of it was represented by startup software projects and, and greater SaaS platforms like Salesforce or Microsoft's clouds and things of that nature. But what I think what really characterizes the Midwest, especially Milwaukee, is exactly what you said. We produce things and we create things and we create things that oftentimes are very transformation, transformational. And as digital transformation has entered into every business, it's turned what is a tech business into almost every business, right? So all the things that we do in the Milwaukee area, from healthcare to manufacturing, are now tech businesses. Has that been, okay. you know, has that been one of the things that you've been trying to get across? How has that been, how has that mindset shift from like tech businesses are only businesses that, you know, write software to businesses, all businesses are tech businesses and they're all investing in that space? Yeah, it's a really good question. And um, one that I think we are starting to see that mindset shift, not only, I think, not only in our executive population, right, of our corporations, et cetera, but also into our government officials, et cetera. Mm. Uh, um, so, you know, for example, right now I'm working with the regional economic development organizations writing the strategic plan, and there is now a recognition of that criticality of tech. Not tech in just, you know, the tech industry, like, you know, et cetera, but the criticality of tech across all industries. And I think that's a, an, a growing and important recognition. 
and one where one one of the reasons that we're gaining the momentum behind what we're doing here in the region and what's driving frankly the need for doubling tech talent here in the region right we're not doing that you know it does drive economic prosperity etc but it's absolutely critical to our organizations being successful and one of the things i didn't mention earlier and i should have is as we look to double that as you mentioned, this is a challenge everywhere, right? Lots of organizations uh, or lots of cities want to be tech hubs. I think one of the things we're doing differently is we recognize we can't just import a whole bunch of tech talent. That, you know, there it's a, there's a shortage nationally, globally, et cetera. We have to grow it with our own talent, and we need to do that inclusively of all populations so that we can drive innovation, et cetera. And I think that's one of the driving forces here as well. Can you tell me a little bit about how you're doing that, especially how you're driving inclusive engagement within the tech community? You know, it's it that's a hard space to sometimes enter into, and there's a lot of people who have reasonable opinions about how to do that. You know, what's your opinion? How do we how do we get an inclusive community really building a skill set within tech and then have jobs on the other side for them to do? Yeah, I think there's a number of things. Um, first of all, it's a purposeful focus, right? Um, when we are doing programs, we're doing it very purposely to get to audiences that we may not have otherwise. Um, a good example is our forum incubator, right? Um, we had 65% um, representation from traditionally underrepresented populations in tech in our last forum incubator. And the way we did that is by going out and recruiting in non-traditional formats. We went out to 120 different community organizations down to literally an entrepreneurial group in a church and said, you know, if you have an idea of a problem you want to solve and you think you can solve that through technology, that's all you need, right? We'll help you from there. And I think that's a different mindset and mentality, right, of People have lots of good ideas and there aren't, you know, barriers or prerequisites. I think on the tech talent perspective, we have to look at non-traditional talent sources, right? It's not only a four-year degree. It can come through apprenticeship programs. It can come through two-year programs. All of those create um, on-ramps into tech um, that attract a much more diverse population um, into tech as well. So by changing um, our requirements and and creating pathways um, that don't require that four-year degree, we actually create diversity as well. So that's a really interesting answer. And it, I think it really goes with a question that I have about how once you've gotten students in a position where they've gone through a set of classes or an educational experience or a ramp-up program or a, a, a a college program or whatever it is, how do you connect them to that first opportunity? You know, especially when you're trying to engage a group of people that haven't necessarily been in tech before, and that first opportunity is that critical opportunity, and maybe one that they didn't have someone just walking them into. You know, how do you how do you ensure that those opportunities exist within the region? I mean, you know, what does that investment look like from from the Milwaukee Tech Hub standpoint? Yeah, I think there's a couple of pathways that we have chosen to take to try to increase that. Um, the first is partnership with um, companies and organizations that have those pathways to employment baked into the educational process. So 
as soon as they are completed, they're immediately placed into a tech role. So, because that, that pathway to employment is important. The second one is really around apprenticeships. Um, we worked with the Department of Workforce Development here in the state. Um, we got Apprenti approved here in the region to be able to offer education. And we have now a first employer um, to take software development apprentices through the program. Um, and we look to expand that going forward in the future. It's also around um, internship programs in the student population, right? Making sure that there are opportunities for them. So last summer, we did a summer virtual internship in conjunction with the Commons. Um, we had 120 students go through, but at the end of that, we had employer engagement. And many, I think over 50% had um, an employer that had a pathway into employment as a result of that. And so those are all ways that we can do that and we need to continue to build it. As we go forward into this year, it's also to look at how do we help create collective supports for organizations to be able to, um, to support that entry level talent in their, so that organization as well. So we've done some things and more to come as we go forward into the future. Mm, okay. You know, what, when you think about the connection to those organizations that are providing the first opportunity, how critical has engaging the leadership of local businesses to be part of the solution been? You know, you mentioned yourself like a, a, a small not-for-profit isn't going to make this work, right? It has to be broader than that. You know, what has been the secret to engaging that broader community in the importance of not only tech being part of their businesses, but connecting the broader employment community to that idea of growing tech in the region. Yeah, Nathan, it's been so critical, right? Um, you know, we could not have done what we've accomplished so far this year without our member organizations, concurrency being a critical example of that, right? Um, and as we engage with them, and as we look at this, we're looking at what can we do collectively that it's really hard to do as one individual organization. So for example, telling the story about Milwaukee and the breadth of opportunities here, et cetera, that's difficult to do as one organization, but collectively we can do that to show whether it's students reskilling populations or people looking to move back to the region, the kinds of opportunities that exist here by sectors, the fact that there's career paths both laterally and vertically, and to help them understand, um, you know, those opportunities for um, professional development and ongoing skills development and engagement in the tech community. All those things are important to do. And when we build this collectively, which is what we're doing through now 65 members in the Tech Hub Coalition and growing all the time, is that we can put together both programs and supports, et cetera, um, that are enable that. And it takes the commitment of forward-looking leaders in our corporate community to engage in that, to allow their teams to engage with us to really progress this forward in the region. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, last question for you, Kathy. Can you tell me just a little bit about who's inspired you? You've driven such interesting and amazing change within the Milwaukee community within only a year of the engagement. And you've, you've really helped the Milwaukee tech community to coalesce around the idea of understanding what technology already exists in the region. Not that this like had to just grow out of nowhere. It's already there. It's already blowing up. But then also 
create that correlation of all these leaders and connections to educational entities that drive the change. Can you tell me about what's inspired you and who's inspired you to enter into that and feel comfortable taking on that kind of mission? You know, it's interesting. All of us are shaped by many people throughout our lives, right? There's the early influences, and I'd say uh, my earliest influence is my grandparents. Um, Really um, salt-of-the-earth people, but they believe that everybody had value, and I truly believe that, and I believe that at an organizational level, et cetera. So um, I think that's one um, influence is that ability to listen um, to everyone, learn from everyone, and figure out how you can help everyone, right? And that's part of it. And that's the basis of partnerships, right? If you're listening, you're learning, and then you're figuring out how you can help one another, you can form partnerships that are mutually beneficial um, into the long run. So that's that, I guess, is Oh, the one I'll answer with. And then there's obviously lots of professional um, mentors, et cetera, to whom I'm very thankful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy. And th- thank you for taking your time today to walk through what you're doing in the Milwaukee community, the transformation that's happening, some of your influences, just a, just a wealth of information. I really appreciate it. Well, and thank you for the opportunity. Um, have a great day. Hey, you too. And to all of our listeners, we're so glad that you spent some time today on the podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you.